Unnecessary Roughness with 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the national championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. Well, T.J., the first time in 30 years the Detroit Lions hosted a playoff game. You were on the field, I was in the stands, and it was it was an unbelievable scene down at Ford Field. It's the first game I've been to at Ford Field as a fan in a number of years, but this was... I, I, it's hard to even describe it. And at the end of the game, nobody left. Yeah, everybody was still there. Um, you know, obviously, we want to talk about the win and what it means for for the Lions. We want to talk about the fact that Green Bay dismantled Dallas, so we have another home pre- playoff game. Uh, but just your your thoughts on the scene that it was. It was um, it was fantastic, and even pregame. You know, I got in the stadium. Uh, uh, probably about six o'clock, six thirty ish. You know, a couple hours before the kick, and uh, doors opened early. You know, I think they opened at five thirty. Yeah, uh, the place was starting to fill up already. You know, I spent some time down on the field pregame watching the warmups. Uh, just, I mean, starting probably an hour before the game, it was, <laughs> it was incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. pe- you know, Jared Goff comes out to warm up, and you know, the entire stadium cheering his name, and. Uh, you know, just when the, when the players exited the field for warmups, right? Usually about thirty minutes before half, they'll go warm up as a team, and then when they were coming off the field, it was like, holy hell, this place is it's ready to go, man. These people have been starving uh, for this occasion for a long time. Um, I did still feel like, though, and I don't mean this in any negative form, but I still felt like there's a little bit more to give. You know what I mean? Like there was sure. a couple moments. Um, kind of in that second half where the offense started sputtering a little bit and and you could tell it kind of went from rowdy atmosphere to kind of like a nervous energy of you know people just kind of backing down a little bit it was still loud don't get me wrong but Ford Field I think I, I think the fans still have a little bit more to give man it was it was awesome though it was the best I've ever seen it um you know the light show the player introductions i mean everybody were you wearing the little cool. wristband oh, yeah. with the lights yeah. on it i mean that looked it was cool. that looked amazing from the field level where i was standing um and just overall i mean that was a that was a unbelievable playoff atmosphere i mean the players felt it you know the i'm sure the rams felt it you know there's always yeah. an intimidation factor going on the road in the playoffs, especially in a stadium like that. Um, Stafford's probably thinking, gosh, it was never like this when I was here. (laughs) Well, you never had one of these games when he was here. Um, But you could tell, man, like, I was interested in what the reaction was going to be for Matthew Stafford. And, look, I think we can all say we're on the same page with everybody can respect and appreciate what Matthew Stafford did here for 12 years. Um, But that being said, I mean, it's a playoff game. Like, you're the enemy, right? And I thought the – I thought the crowd handled it accordingly. Uh, there were times where they were booing him. Um, you know, that kind of set the tone a little bit like, hey, we, we love you, man, but, you know, <laughs> you're not our guy anymore. Yeah. You're not our guy anymore. And, uh, you know, I, th- I thought that was appropriate. I thought it was uh, a hostile environment for those guys coming in. And, um, man, I just I can't believe we get to do it again on Sunday. Like, I can't believe we get to do it again. And there seems like there, that was a very poetic weekend. I think John, there was a, it was a karma weekend. So to say where, uh, you know, the lions getting past, uh, getting a playoff win, uh, what well, was golf over it, McVay get, getting it, it over. Was... Yeah. Getting it over Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Um, you know, and even Dallas, right. Who 
probably didn't deserve the two seed, you know, after we played out there a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, them losing at home and, and us getting another home game again next week. Like there was just so I was thinking about this yesterday, kind of when I had a chance to kind of sit down and really take it all in for the first time. Um, it was just an awesome, awesome weekend, you know, and you start to feel like I, I said this on the post game show uh, where, Hey man, we got that playoff win. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to the divisional round. Hey, you feel like anything after this is just the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I'm like, you know what, man? Like they, they have a legit chance to do something anything special. Can like, I'm like, Tampa I, Bay, I'm, you've I already beat. Now you got I them find, at home. I finally allowed my mind to start to wander into uncomfortable territory about where, what could we be doing here in a, in a couple of weeks from now? Right. You know so what I mean? Like the most I, you likely to think about that outcome in a couple of weeks is if you just go on by point spread. All right. The, the lions beat Tampa Bay and San Francisco beats green Bay. You go to Levi stadium out in San Francisco and you play for the NFC championship and a right to go to the super bowl. You're one game away from the ultimate prize. Yeah. And what what else could happen is Green Bay could go to San Francisco, and if they play like they did against Dallas, it's not out of the realm of possibility to think Green Bay wins, the Lions win, and then obviously you're hosting the NFC Championship game here in Detroit. Right. I mean, that's where I started to wander a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, could it be possible that a young team with Green Bay with no pressure can go out to San Fran and and make some noise over them, you know? I, likely, I, I was, but it's possible. No, it's not likely, but, you know, I don't think them putting up 48 points on Dallas was likely for anybody <laughs> going into that game on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. So uh, you never know what could happen. And, and look, I, I know we want to stick with this team and what we have to do, but that's where just I kind of I kind of allow my mind to, to, to wander a little bit and just, man, what if, you know, what what if? What, what, what could we do in here in, in, in a couple of weeks from now, man? We could have a uh, the opportunity to – do something incredibly special right so, so um we're not there yet but man that's that's at this the playoffs man you know you know like i do anything can happen so watching the green bay dallas game in the stadium in the lead up to the lions game everybody was cheering for the green bay packers which seemed very odd that we're at ford field cheering for the green bay packers but circumstances were what they were when you were on the field, and I know every once in a while, hey, you you, you, know, you high five some guys, you get some buddies on the team, and was there? Did they understand what was happening with Green Bay and Dallas? That if they won, they were going to get another win here. Because when you mentioned an hour before the game, you were on the field, team was out there, and it was pretty much done in Dallas. Yeah. Did they know? that they were going to host another game if they took care of business. I'm sure they did. I didn't ask anybody that specific question. I meant to ask coach after the game. We just got too riled up with, uh, with celebrating. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure they did. And look, players will tell you, you know, in that moment, it's, it's game day. I mean, you're so locked into, you know, what you have to do that day where, you know, you try not to scoreboard watch and think yeah. about possibilities because you that, that could, it could create a distraction, right? You're trying to stay locked in on, on what you have to do, but n- players would be lying to you if they said they didn't know, you know? Um, and could you use that as a little bit extra motivation? I'm sure there were some guys that did. I'm sure there were guys that said, you know, Hey guys, let's take care of this one. And, look, man, we'll be right back here next week. You know what I mean? So that gives you uh that gives you extra motivation, but I don't think it was probably a huge part for them um, because even after the game, uh, you know, these guys were talking and, and even Aiden Hutchinson said something about, man, we were kind of hoping to 
go back to Dallas and, and get a shot, oh. get a, get another shot at those guys. Um, so I don't think they really cared. And you know what? That's it's such a uh, interesting facet about this team is that I do get the sense that they don't care who they play. You know what I mean? Like I really no. get the sense where it's. As long as we take care of our business, yeah, whoever's in the way, we don't give a shit. Like, we're going to – we got to take care of our business, and, you know, as long as we play our style of game, it doesn't matter who's on the other side. Uh, you really get that sense about this team, which I think is unique, especially you're talking about a team that was not favored to win a playoff game. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, talking before the season, the expectations, you know. Uh, they weren't favored to, you know, go deep in the playoffs. They weren't favored to you know, have a chance to, to go to the NFC Championship game at home, right? Like – but from the inside, it seems like they were, you know, and even there was a sense after that game where sometimes you get these big moments. And even I felt the same thing after they won the division in Minnesota a few weeks back that it was kind of business as usual. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you felt the celebration was appropriate to the moment where, hey, first time in 30 years, oh my gosh, home playoff game. You would think it would be the most tremendous celebration you've ever seen. And for a lot of us, it was a lot yeah. of the fans. It was, but on the inside of that locker room, it was like, hell yeah. Great. win! we expected to do this, now we got to keep it going. There's bigger f fish out there to fry. You know what I mean? And, and Panay Sewell's quote was, was great after the game where he said, Hey man, we're knocking at the door and now it's time to kick that bitch down. Right. <laughs> like that's, that's the vibe that I get being around this team. And uh, so everything that they do uh might surprise some of us but them winning a game especially like they did on Sunday it didn't surprise any of them they were expecting to do it and I know they're going to turn the page and and expect to do it again this weekend and, and you're going to be beating some hot teams Denver came in hot and the Lions were able to take care of business the Rams came in and ended the season hotter than anybody and the Lions were able to take care of business now you're looking at Tampa Bay they're coming in hot, and I fully expect the Lions to take care of business. But let's talk a, a little bit more about this matchup that they had with the Rams because the big story, obviously, coming in was Matthew Stafford coming back. It was Jared Goff facing his former team, a team that wanted to get rid of him, found a place here in Detroit. Gave Not only did they send us Jared Goff, but they sent us two first-round picks. When and, and we have been talking all season long. Do you extend Jared Goff? Is he your guy? Is he the answer? And I don't want to talk about the contract right now, but – a lot of what we had talked about was, can he win the big game? Can he win in the playoffs? Now, wild card game, you could say, is that a big game or not? In in Detroit, hell yeah. It's the biggest game they've had here in yeah. 30 years. Now you're playing against, uh, in a divisional round. Hopefully you're playing an NFC Championship game. But what did you see from Jared Goff in his ability to quarterback this team, but probably more importantly, lead this team? Yeah, I, I thought he was spectacular. I really did. Um, and it started early in that game. Anytime Jared Goff is able to get in a rhythm early, you, you have the feeling that, okay, he's going to do what he needs to do to win this game. Um, you know, the times where he struggled is where you, it takes a while, right? First couple series out, three and out, or, or punting, or, man, we just can't get our, our footing yet. Um, it seems like it's, it's really difficult for him to get confidence into a game where they start like that. I thought the... Uh, what I mean, what did he start 10 of 10, you know, on his first 10 completions? Um, you know, a, a couple of those, some tough throws, you know, down the field over the middle to Josh Reynolds in between a couple guys. When I saw that throw on the first drive, it was like, damn, he is, it's going to be one of those days for him. You know what yeah. I mean? He is feeling it. He's trusting his protection. He's staying on time. He's getting the ball out of his hands, um, you know, and he's got a lot of accuracy. So I, that was right away. I was like, this is this is going to be a good day for Jared Goff. I thought he handled the moment incredibly well. And I think 
look for the players, you know, all the storylines going into last week, um, you know, with, with Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay, you know, Jared Goff handled that very appropriately, but there's always part that you don't tell anybody else. You know what I mean? I guarantee you that game oh, it uh, meant the world to Jared Goff. I, he, there was not a mo- more motivated guy on that field uh, than Jared Goff, right? And that was kind of his final chance to say, you know what, like, how do you like me now? You're right. He's grown up a lot over the past three years. He's matured as a player and and as a leader and as a person. Um, but for him to put that on full display against a guy who, let's face it, Sean McVay kicked him out the door, you yeah. know, um, was a it was awesome to see. Uh, it was exciting, you know, to see him play at such a high level and control this offense and make the big time throws that he had to make. I thought he was I thought he was tremendous. I really did. I, I and. You, you know, I know the run game, the stats wise don't look great. I know the second half, they kind of, you know, hit a hit a wall a couple times. But um, in a game like that, where Jared Goff can still keep you moving, can still, you know, control the ball for the most part. Uh, he did exactly what they, they needed him to do. And he was uh, he was fun to watch. Even rewatching the game again, you know, yesterday for the first chance on Monday. Um, extremely impressed, you know, and this is something that we all said, like you, like you mentioned, John, we wanted to see how, how's Jared Goff going to play in the playoffs, right? Is he going to get you a playoff win? How is he going to look when the pressure is really on? Mm-hmm. Um, and man, he, I think he exceeded some of my expectations. I think he played a, a hell of a game. Uh, defensively, you mentioned there was, I mean, there were some times where offense played well. Um, obviously you start with three scoring drives you're playing well. There's a lull in the second half defensively kind of the opposite even though i i was very happy that on the opening drive that the rams had the defense even though the rams were able to move the ball they held tight and they only allowed a field goal and when you're you know when it becomes a tennis match and it's back and forth when you can hold serve and you can hold a team to three or you know hold them scoreless on a drive could be the difference in a game but what did you see from the defense what what was some good things that you saw Aaron Gled make adjustments to in the second half? Well, I think the coverage started to tighten up a little bit there in the second half. And um, some of the pressure, certainly, too. I mean, Stafford took a couple big shots there yeah. in that second half. I mean, there was one that, you know, Hutchinson got him. Aleem kind of finished him off. And uh, he, I mean, you don't like to speculate, but. He, he, was woozy. He, he looked woozy after that hit. And I know he came back. I mean, he, he's a tough guy, but. I thought they started to rattle him a little bit. You know, I thought the, after that game, it was a lot more short passes and quick screens and him trying to get the ball out of his hands because he did look rattled. Um, and, you know, you can't say enough about the red zone. I mean, that's something that, look, do we like the yards? Do we like, you know, a receiver going for 190 yards or a quarterback throwing for, you know, 360? No, you don't like those stats. They're not pretty to look at. But the bottom line is how many points you let up, right? And Rams got in the red zone three times on you, and that's where you said, you know what, enough, enough. Enough is enough, right? We've let you get your yards. I don't care what you do from the 20 to 20. You get inside the 20, it's our time. You're not going to score on us. And that's kind of the uh, attitude that they've had, I think, over the past uh, four games is that we're willing to play some of this bend but don't break uh, because the trade-off is going to be hopefully we get a couple interceptions. Uh, we're going to stop you in the red zone, and we're going to hit you a bunch of times. We're going to bring some pressure that, you know, we're going to get our chops in. You might get a couple big plays, but we're going <laughs> to we're gonna make you pay for it. So uh, I think that that's been kind of a new identity of this Aaron Glenn uh, defense over the past month or so that the players seem to be buying into. And, um, you know, I think they're playing at a pretty confident level. And, you know, even some of the coverage issues, you know, you, you look at Puka Nakua's long touchdown. 
I mean, it, it was a good call. It was a good route. It's yeah. a third and short, I think it was. And you call a double move, and, you know, Cam Sutton just got beat. I mean, he's, he's trying to jump. players the, are going to make plays. And here's the trade-off with we asked these defensive backs, you know, to go out there and try to force some interceptions and try to force turnovers. Well, a lot of times you have to make a decision. Am, am I going to jump the route? Am I going to take a chance? Um, Cam tried to take a chance on that to jump the route and ended up being a good play call. You know, you get beat over the top. Those things happen. But even on Tutu Atwell's, you know, crossing route that went for a touchdown, really good coverage, you know, sticky coverage. I mean, Kendall Vildor's right there. It just goes right past his fingers. You just look at it and say, you know what? That's a hell of a throw. It's a hell of, it's Matthew Stafford over there throwing a uh, dart to his guy where only his guy can get it. There's really not much more you can do in a situation like that. So, uh, defensively, man, look, as long as you keep keeping keeping teams to, you know, that 20-point mark, I, yeah, I know it was 23 uh, this past game, but nobody scored more than 24 points on them over the past four or five games now. And with your offense that you have, that's that's that should be good enough every single game for you out to, to go out there and win. So, um, you know, defense, in my opinion, did exactly what they needed to do. So looking forward, obviously you got Tampa Bay coming to town. Um, that was the first game this season where I thought that was a Jared Goff win because you went in, Jameer Gibbs was out, David Montgomery ended up going out in that game and your, your run game evaporated. And it was, it was solely going to be, if you win that game, it's going to be because Jared Goff and Ben Johnson, I don't want to, I'm not trying to discount everybody else, but we have always been asking the question of, you know, can Jared Goff step up when you have to, this is the first time against Tampa where I saw him step up and get a win that you had to have. And I want to, you know, reanalyze that game. But now all of a sudden you have Tampa at home in the playoffs. You've got a healthy offensive line. Frank Ragnow is obviously going to be out there. You've got, um, you know, Jared Goff is healthy. This is just about as healthy as you've been all season long, which is weird to say. I know that you're still down James Houston. Maybe you have him back. Maybe you don't. But offensively, Sam Laporta dinged up a little bit, but it sounded like Dan Campbell said he was he he was obviously good in the game. Yeah, no worse for wear. Yeah, the further you get away from that, the initial impact, the initial point of injury, you're just going to continue to get better. But I, I mean, what do you see in this game? What are your what are your concerns about this game? Um, I mean, I think Baker Mayfield's playing with a lot of confidence right now, and even watching that Monday night game against Philly, uh, you know, he played pretty damn good and. I mean, there were probably, you know, five or six other plays where his guys are just dropping the ball, right? Um, he looks like he's playing with a lot of confidence right now and that competitiveness that, you know, he's been known for. And I think really the that that's that's wearing off on the rest of their team. They look like a physical, confident, uh, fly-around, punch-you-in-the-mouth type of team. Um, you know, I think the concerns we talked about a little bit was can you still find ways to, you know, get, get home to the – passer with four-man rush can you find a way to tighten up in the secondary a little bit because that has been you know one of the issues over the past couple weeks now with some of the big plays that they're letting up um you know and, and we know tampa man they've got some players that <laughs> that can hurt you chris godwin mike evans i mean that, those are two of the best receivers uh, in the nfl you give those guys a lot of space uh, i think they can prove that you know they're gonna they're gonna make you pay for that so uh i think you have to number one 
dominate the line of scrimmage, both sides, right? Offense, you have to find a way to run the ball. We, mm-hmm. You already mentioned, hey, first time matched up, we ran for 40 yards. Montgomery got hurt. Craig Reynolds ended up taking most of the carries in that game. Gibbs wasn't available. You have to find ways to be a little bit more creative, I think, with your run game. Uh, Rams did made some adjustments there in the second half that kind of shut you down. I, I'm sure Tampa's going to watch that film and yeah. probably give you some similar looks. Uh, and on the defensive side, you know, that's been their staple all season long is we're going to make you one-dimensional. We're going to stop the run. And Tampa, they don't have a great run game, in my opinion. I mean, majority of the year, they they were really bad, right? They ran, so they, Philly, were bad. They, they ran a little bit I'm against Philly, sure but... Philly wanted to be there. Yeah, and, you know, Phil, Philly looked like they just wanted to go home. <laughs> that's how they looked the last six weeks, to be honest with you. But, yeah. no, Tampa, this, I would say you, you can't underestimate these guys because I do like the matchup when you look at it on paper. You know, with our strengths matching up with their strengths. Hey, their front seven's pretty damn good. Well, you know, our offensive line's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think you're gonna. But you, you can't take these guys lightly, though, John. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna come in here with obviously. They think they uh, got the same opportunity. To, they do. I mean, they're looking at you know the Lions and saying, I mean, in their mind. You know, hey, I'm sure they'd rather be here than going out to San Francisco or, or anything like that, right? So, yeah. uh, but you got to you gotta make a pay again. And they're going to come in here kind of with that, you know, revenge attitude. I mean, you did play them early in the season. You beat them 20 to 6. Uh, so they're, they're, they're going to have a little bit of more, motiv- more motivation on that side as well. But, um, you know, I, I think this is going to be – I think it's going to be a close game if I had to bet. I, I would probably say it's going to be a one-score game. I think most playoff games, especially this time, you get the divisional yeah. rounds, you get the best teams left. Tend to uh, typically are, um, and you, but you can't take them lightly. You know what I mean? You have to expect their best shot, and I think that's something that this Lions team is learning. They're learning now that uh, they're not the team that has to go try to surprise other people. They're the team that people are trying to hunt down. They're the team that people are talking about. We got to play our best ball against them because we, we obviously know they can they can make you pay. So you, you got to expect Tampa's best shot coming in here Sunday. It sure is nice to be the hunted instead of always being oh, yeah. the one. And 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 obviously, got to find a way to win. Got to find a way to hopefully get a win against San Francisco or Green Bay in the NFC Championship game. And then, you know, who knows what happens? It's all a one-game season. You win and you get to keep going. And if you lose, you're done. Um, so uh, you and I both understand that one. I understand more being done. Uh, never, <laughs> never had that last game. That was a win <laughs> like you, but, um, Hey, make sure uh, as fans, you stay here because we're going to continue to bring you everything throughout the course of the playoffs here. Um, and hopefully, uh, multiple times throughout the course of the week. So, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Unnecessary roughness.